Greetings, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of Dad College. I'm your host, Cam, and he's your other host, and his name is Dave. Yep, hasn't changed. No, it's true. It hasn't. Nope. Eight episodes strong, man. <laughs> yes. Anyways, um, what do you want to talk about? Um, so, as we're recording this, it's end of September, beginning of October. Kind of the Halloween season. I did see one house totally decked out yesterday already, and I was both impressed and mildly annoyed. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, wow, that was a lot of money and a lot of work, but it's not even October yet. Yeah. I mean, at least it's not Christmas lights. So I guess we can, you know, be happy about that. Yeah. So, but it does kind of seem like once you kind of get October and Halloween, and then it's Thanksgiving and it's Christmas, it just kind of seems like it can kind of speed up all of a sudden on you. So it'll be here before we know it. We are in the time of year where there's lots of flair on everyone's houses and their clothes and everything is pumpkin spiced. (laughs) That is my, my favorite drink. It like the one thing I will go get at Starbucks is a pumpkin spice latte. I'm judging Dave very hard right now. I didn't know you were such a white girl. (laughs) That's the only thing I'll get. That's the (laughs) only thing. Other than that, I drink black coffee, but, I will indulge in a pumpkin spice latte. Well, as as the only one of us that's actually a barista, I can tell you, today alone, I probably made 20 different pumpkin spice drinks. (laughs) Be it lattes, chais, or frappuccinos. Yes. And I don't like pumpkin. I don't like the way it smells. I don't like the way it tastes. Really? Yeah. You know, I'll have to say pumpkin was a later in life thing for me. Don't like it. Don't like pumpkin pie. Nothing. Yeah, I love pumpkin now. I did not, when I was younger, I did not like no. pumpkin. Now Gourds, I love melons, squashes, that whole genre of food, just don't do. Like watermelon? Apparently I'm not American. Mm. They eat squash soup on, for, on Sundays in Haiti. And that was like my wife's least favorite meal when we would go I'm, down there. I'm with and Melissa she'd be like, she was literally like, we cannot plan this trip to fall on a Sunday. We have to leave by Saturday or be back at the hotel by Sunday because I am not eating the soup on Sunday. That's funny. And I'm not going to say it was good, but it was all right. Yeah. I'd have brought some Pop-Tarts. Yeah, so we did a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So a jar of peanut butter and a loaf of bread goes a long way when you're in Haiti. So, but anyway, back to the original, uh, it just, it got, it got, it got me kind of thinking about the holidays and it got me thinking about, uh, you know, being a parent and, um, you know, things like Santa Claus and the Easter bunny. And is it okay to let your kids believe in those things or not only let your kids, but maybe encourage your kids to believe in those things. And, um, you know, uh, I think so often we kind of enter into a celebration of holidays without really understanding why we're doing what we're doing and um, maybe even have some questions as to if I'm a Christian, should I participate in Halloween and things like that. So I just thought we'd open up a whole can of worms on this kind of a topic and just see where we went. Candied gummy worms or actual worms? (laughs) Well, I'm thinking candied gummer worms because... 
even though I find this an interesting topic that I think people probably have an interest in, I also don't think it's all that terribly like critical to you're not going to mess your kids up probably over these things. So that will probably be the first premise of our discussion today that I I do believe that a lot of these things you can overthink and you're probably not going to mess your kid up regardless of what you choose to do with the the different holidays and so well okay so let me let me give you my my history on this i grew up in a christian home with christian parents and we celebrated christmas and easter and thanksgiving and halloween and we were allowed to trick or treat. My did mom, the tooth fairy come to your house? The tooth fairy did come to our house, although the tooth fairy was very cheap in the late eighties, early nineties. <laughs> um, that was, was that a was like stickler back then. Well, that, no, that was like the decade of excess. You should have been. I'm talking like early nineties, not the late nineties when. Oh. oh, trust me. No, the eighties. I thought the eighties were the. Decade no, the of the dot com. Oh. Explosion was mid to late nineties, when I was in okay. middle school. And late elementary school. Yeah, things were good then. And that was before, you know, the economy just straight down the crapper. Um, anyways, my mom made us awesome costumes. We had parties. We went trick-or-treating. Like, it was never a thing. Santa was a thing. The Easter Bunny was a thing, even though rabbits don't lay eggs. So that's not at all confusing when you're a kid. <laughs> um, Tooth Fairy... Um, trying to think what else, the Loch Ness Monster, <laughs> Bigfoot. I went through a big Bigfoot stage, Sasquatch. I think I just wanted him to be Chewbacca, really, but, you know, Could a kid be. can dream. And they, they never uh, made a big deal out of any of that stuff. Um, I remember discovering the pile of presents one year. It was next to my parents' bed under a sheet. <laughs> And I have two little sisters, so it was presents for three kids. And when you're like, you know, 10 or 11, like my parents bought us lots of little things, so we got more, mm-hmm. but it didn't cost them as much because they were smart about it. So it, this giant pile for three kids of, you know, knickknacks and Legos and Barbies and, you know, um, and, I, and I saw their door was open and I looked and there was this giant pile next to their bed and I went, oh, what's this? And I lifted it up and I saw the presents. I was like, huh, Santa must have come early. (laughs) (laughs) That makes more sense. I mean, how does he get around the world so quickly? I know. UPS can't even do that. They've got lots of planes and lots of dudes and ladies in brown. So anyways, that's where I come from on all this. I I think I'm going to have differing opinions on this than Dave. Not based on my history, but based on on what I think I'm going to do. But... Do you want to, I mean, where do you want to go from here, man? I don't know. This is your world. I'm just living in it. <laughs> um, well, um, let's start with something that is, uh, let's start with Halloween. And let's go with just the fact that no, no fictional characters. Except uh, for the ones you dress up as, clearly. Except for the ones you dress up as. Um, so uh, November 1st is All Saints Day, and October 31st is All Hallows Eve, and kids uh, go door-to-door trick-or-treating to get candy. They're dressed up in costumes, which 
You grew up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I lived in Des Moines, Iowa. We had to tell a joke before we would get any candy. A joke? Yeah. Like you'd say, trick or treat, they'd want to hear a joke. And you tell a joke, and then if your joke was funny enough, they would give you candy. And if you didn't have a funny joke, you didn't get any candy. So it was kind of the trick or treat aspect. Did you have a go to joke? I had many. <laughs> I, had, I had many, many, many uh, jokes. So, um, what was uh, Dracula's favorite beer? I don't know. Bloodweiser. Gosh. <laughs> That's, you're telling dad jokes at the age yeah. of six. Yeah. <laughs> Bloodweiser. Oh, no. So, and, and here's the other thing. When we went trick-or-treating, it was literally like begging my mom to go out the door until it got dark. And then when it got dark, I went and found my friends, and we terrorized the neighborhood mm-hmm. until we came home. And there was no adult with us. Yeah. Uh, that was, it was that way for me once I was a certain age. You know, when we were yeah, younger, I, I, the, the yeah, parents yeah. would kind of like walk the block sure. and you'd run from door to door and they would just kind of, you know, keep you within yelling distance. But I'm, I'm pretty sure my elementary years were spent. But yeah, once I was in middle school, it was just go have fun and then we'd always wind up at someone's house for a party. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once I was in middle school, I was a free ranger. But that's what it was like back but then. But see, I would say for me, I remember being like 10. Yeah. My pa- well, I was all, were you, the, are you, the, are you the oldest? I am the oldest. Okay, so am I. My parents were pretty protective of me because <laughs> I was the first kid, the test child, as they lovingly referred to me as. Um, well, but even I, back then, though, like we played street hockey, we played cops and robbers, like the whole block in and out of people's backyards. Like you just—that's what you were just outside. Yep. Oh, absolutely. There was no internet. You know, it was the dark ages. Yeah. You just and the friends you had were the friends that were around the like the two blocks around your house. Yep. And you just played. Rode your bikes, you know. It's a different time, Dave. It is a different time. Well, and even, like, I remember getting out of elementary school, and the bell would ring, and everyone would just run home. <laughs> Nowadays, you got to, like, sign an affidavit oh, and provide three forms of identification to pick your own kid up. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm not that old. I'm 31. Yeah. And when I was in uh, elementary school in the 90s, the bell rang, and there was, like, teachers out there just to make sure you didn't get run over. But that was really about it. Yep. And that wasn't in a small town. I, I lived close enough to my elementary school that I could go home for lunch. And I went home for lunch. And I remember one time, so we had a, a small hill that you could sled on. Mm-hmm. And so this is Des Moines, Iowa. There's usually snow on the ground from, like, through December and January. There's kind of just always snow on the ground. And we had these, like, vinyl book bags. And we'd go to the books, the library, and we'd get, like, the biggest, flattest book we could find. And your book bag basically became your sled. That's awesome. And I remember one time, I basically missed the second half of school because I, started, I decided to sled on my way back to school. And just, I, I, like, truly, like, I was in second grade. I mean... <laughs> truly had no concept of like I'm skipping school I'm doing something I shouldn't be my friend and I were just having so much fun that <laughs> we just <laughs> on the way back from eating lunch never went back to class so there you go anyway different times like you said yes so halloween yeah so um I know that there are um there's an idea that all hallows eve or halloween is not a christian holiday it's of the devil that it's of the devil. Just like foosball. Yes. 
Um, Bobby, Bobby. Alligator's his own ring. All them teeth and no toothbrush. Um, so the Satanic Church, um, witches have do claim Halloween as a holiday. It does hold a special significance for them in terms of reaching out to the to the dead on that night. Um, so it's not completely unfounded in terms of what that holiday is about. But, and I don't know that we'll go into this ton, but much like happens in America, things become commercialized. I was going to say, it sounds like uh, their Christmas. Yes. 80% of the world celebrates it for giving, or more importantly, <laughs> getting stuff from people. Mm-hmm. And then there's a smaller portion that, that uses Have it deeper, for different reasons. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I feel like if you're going to pull that crap with Halloween, you got to do it with Christmas too. So, yeah. So should we allow our kids to go trick-or-treating? I mean, as long as you feel like your neighborhood's safe enough. Uh, Here's the thing. Like, I think you're right about, like, there are, you know, the the certain group of people uses or have a different narrative for that evening. I would never encourage my kid to, you know, adhere to that narrative of the evening. But for the majority of people that live in suburbia where we live, Halloween is a night to dress up as your favorite superhero or something goofy like this year. Kennedy Kennedy is dressing up as an old lady. I'm I'm getting her a little walker. It's you should look at photos of babies dressed up as old people. It's hysterical. That's funny. Wig, glasses, cardigan, you know, the diaper. Whole yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a hoot. Oh, that's fun. Um, and she's at that point in walking now where she kind of walks like an old person. Yeah. So. <laughs> Although by the time Halloween rolls around, she might be an ace at it. She's. Yeah. They learn so fast. Absolutely. She's cruising now. Like, if she has a table or a couch to put a hand on, Look out. she's, like, <laughs> sprinting almost. Oh, man. Anyways, I guess I don't see any harm in letting your kids dress up, because they do it all the time anyways, mm-hmm. to go out, have some fun, get some special treats. But then cause you can also use the special treats as a way to teach them discipline because they're going to come home with this giant bag of candy that's like hey i'm four i want diabetes <laughs> right and I, some parents use the treats as like a you know a reward i feel like we should do a whole episode on like rewards based parenting versus like consequence or or even just discipline discipline like you know because if the kid's asking well what's in it for me you're teaching them wrong. <laughs> you get to breathe and eat. Yeah. But you can use that. Like, okay, here's your special bag of treats. Use it as an, not as a reward consequence thing, but as a way to teach them discipline and self-control mm-hmm. over the coming weeks and months of, yes, you can have a special treat, but you can't have them all. You need to, you know, pace yourself. You need to brush your teeth afterward. You know, these sorts of, like, so and all the Reese's peanut butter cups go to dad. <laughs> or if you get no, if you get any um, mounds, oh, so all the joys. Al- you and Olivia. I knew I liked that girl. Yeah, she's <laughs> the coconut fan. Oh, they're so good. Um, but yeah, 
I guess I don't really see what the issue is because the overwhelming majority of people treat Halloween as just a night to dress up. There's no satanic vibe to it. There's no... Like, yeah, some people want to be zombies and some people want to be Frankenstein and, like, people put skeletons up. But it's, like, it's all comic. Mm -hmm. It's not... Every once in a while... We had this one family on our block growing up that was, like, super weird. They all had, like, hair down to their waists and they all wore trench coats and, like, they just kept to themselves. They were really... Like, if you ever talked to them, they were the nicest people. They just walked... Like, they just did their own thing. And their their house was always terrifying on Halloween. (laughs) Like, they went all out but that was just their thing but like again you talk to him super nice normal people well not normal but super nice and you know just why did i even go there i don't remember i had a point i don't know i'm so tired dave i'm so (laughs) tired anyways i just i don't i don't think it's a big deal i think you should talk to your kids about it so that they're aware that they're there are people who treat Halloween in this way. We are not those people. Here's how we treat Halloween. And, mm-hmm. then, exp- and then, then when they have questions, just talk to them about that sort of stuff. Because it's better that they hear it from you than get it wrong from somebody else and like you have to undo the story. Like, it's always better for them to hear it from you, regardless of what the conversation is. It's always better if you hear it. they hear it from you first. Because then you know what they know. Right. I would agree. And you can be there to answer questions. And so I think if you're going to celebrate Halloween, great. But I feel like you should let your kids know how other people might, even though the vast majority of, you know, the people are just out there to get a sugar high. Yep. And I, I, I would say I feel the same way. Um, I think let kids go have fun. Um, keep them safe on that night, you know. That sort of thing. Uh, I even think our schools a little bit take it to the extreme of uh, no scary costumes. Um, Wilby was a zombie last year, and he couldn't wear his costume to school because he was a zombie. Um, but kind of like you and Kennedy walking like an old person, Wilby has cerebral palsy, and he walks like a zombie. So <laughs> I didn't even put that together. He That's had, hysterical. He had the zombie walk. The other thing I would recommend is if you ever buy your child a rubber mask, make sure that there's a mouth hole in it. Oh, no. And they're not breathing their own carbon monoxide as it is expelled from their lungs because Wilby suddenly got very dizzy and sweaty and oh, no. had this moment of like, Oh, you can't breathe. So, yikes. Yeah. So keep your kids safe. Uh, <laughs> don't asphyxiate them with their own costume. And 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 really, even in that, really think about a lot of the just the dynamics of you know your creative. You have a creative child that's doing a costume. Think about just getting caught in car door or no glitter, none. Yeah, glitters ever. are always a bad. So, um, it's actually funny. My my. <laughs> my brother-in-law has a big Halloween party every year and that's heaven or hell. And I think they're like on their 11th heaven or hell party and they really go all out for it. But one of their rules has become, you are not allowed to wear glitter. We will turn you away <laughs> if you show up at our house with glitter. And uh, what makes that even funnier is, is my brother-in-law is gay. And so I guess glitter is 
a very popular option for many of the costumes that get worn. So that's funny. They had to say, "Quit wearing the glitter." Yeah, seriously. <laughs> if it's a, yeah, if it's at your house, yikes. So anyway, <laughs> whose glitter is this? <laughs> yeah, and they have a very nice house too. So I just the fact that they let people in their house anyway um, with costumes on period. Um. So let's say you got a teenager and you get wind that they're going to a Halloween party and you hear that they're going to be doing a Ouija board or maybe even give a go at a seance or something like that. What's your thought on that? <sighs> That's a big sigh. Well, because I want to just say whoopty freaking do, but I don't like, I guess it would depend on who the kids, like, who are they doing it with? Like, are they doing it just because it's Halloween and they watch a scary movie and they mm-hmm. want to pl- play with the Ouija board and know who's moving it? And, or is it, like, legit, like, they're going to someone's house who's a Satanist? Because, again, the context there drastically changes the intent. I would agree. Of what's going on. Uh, I would not, if the word seance is getting thrown around, I probably wouldn't be comfortable with that. Just because... You just there's just some things you don't want to screw around with. You know what I mean? Well, and I guess that's even how I feel about the Ouija board. Is even though it's sold as a toy by Milton Bradley in the toy section of your local well, I don't even know if Walmart carries it, but I to me it's it truly is one of those like what's the purpose of this? The purpose of this is to contact the dead. Bible's pretty clear, not supposed to do that. I, I actually feel pretty strongly about this. I, I feel that why would you even why would you even invite that into your home? Like, that's just, I guess that's my take on it. I guess I always just thought of it as a dumb board game. I never really gave it a second I've thought. Had, I've, I've had too many stories of no. people having, like, very freaky encounters that I'm just sort of like, that just seems like something I would just... Avoid. Avoid. So. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll deal with that one. The time comes. But, like, I just also imagine, like, when my kids are that age, like, are board games even going to be a thing? Or is it all just going to be on your tablet? You know? In which case, the Ouija board becomes far less exciting. True. So, I don't know. But, yeah, like, the whole seance thing. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, probably just, you know, let's not. Let's not even just joke about that. You know? Because you might say the right Arrivederci. Whatever, <laughs> abracadabra, and next thing you know, the devil's inside of you. Yeah, there you have it. All right. What other stumpers do you have for me? So, you did not mention Ouija boards or seances in our pre show talk. I, I didn't, and I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah. So, well, but, but here's, here's even the, I, the other thing on that, that topic of. If something like that comes up and you're a parent and you're like, I just don't know, don't give your kid the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) I think that's the worst way to go or to act like you're a friend or something like that. I think you need to act like a parent and say, I'm going to research this. I'm going to talk to some people. I'm going to get a little bit more information um, before I just let this happen. So, Mm -hmm. um, big thing I told my kids, and this is probably going down another trail that we don't need to go down, but of just, um, 
you have not earned your trust with me. Uh, I, I need to continue to, to be able to trust you. So I need to have consistency in uh, you being where you say you're going to be, you doing what you say you're going to do, um, seeing some follow through. And as time goes on, allowing them to do more and more things, more and more freedom, uh, which the caveat that I told my kids is, is, you know, you can spend three or four years building my trust and in one night that can be gone because you, you lie to me. And so I think we've been pretty consistent this podcast of being involved with your kids and being an active participant with them. And, um, it's your job to be skeptical. It's your job not to trust. Um, but it is also your job to point them towards adulthood and being a responsible contributor to society. And one of the ways that you do that is by um, allowing them to make some of those decisions. And, you know, uh, I might tell a 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old, no, you're not going to go to something like that. And then when 17 rolls around, you know they're going to be out of my house in a year or two, and I start saying, I don't know, your call. Do you really think you want to go to a party where they're talking about having a seance? Then you got to deal. Then you got to. Then you got to kind of allow it to happen. What happens? So not always easy. Uh, so on kind of a different topic, a little bit more. What we were leaning towards is the whole, this idea of celebrating Santa, the Easter Bunny, um, the Tooth Fairy, and really, if you you kind of break it down, it's kind of absurd what we do kind of kind it's of totally absurd well why why is that why, what, what's absurd about it none of them are real okay none of them are real we tell our children they are real yes we do that bunnies lay eggs and bring them chocolate that a fairy flies around the world at night exchanging teeth for money mm-hmm. as if you can grow currency in your mouth and that a fat man who lives on the north pole flies in a sled driven by reindeer and delivers presents to every children in the entire planet in one evening. They buy into these lies. And then at some point we tell them, ha ha ha, just kidding. It's not real. It's been mom and dad the whole time. And then they grow up and they do the same thing to their kids. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. It is kind of an odd little tradition that we do. I think it's just, it's like, they're so mad about getting lied to that they're like, my kid must feel this pain too. And they like, you know, pass on their, their, you know, baggage to their children, yep. which was what parents do. But this one's totally optional, you know? Yes. Yep. So, um, the other piece of this that I, I find interesting, particularly with the Easter bunny and Santa Claus are, they are so quickly, or so quickly, so closely tied to uh, two major events in the Christian church, mm-hmm. the birth of Christ and then his crucifixion. Um, seems, uh, not to get overly spiritual warfare-ish, but boy, if I was Satan and I was trying to get people not to focus on God and Jesus, then I would create these other things that kind of detract from the purpose of those days. and Oh, I think he's firmly behind Black Friday. 
<laughs> well, that, there's no doubt about that, yes. Absolutely no doubt. I will kill you for that toaster oven. <laughs> Give it to me. No, we only kill for flat screen or computers, oh, not, well, not toaster ovens. Fair enough, Dave. Fair enough. But your point is, is made, I believe. Yeah. So, like, here's... here's I, I, we were talking about this briefly, and I think you're going to disagree with me here. I just... I'm, I don't think Santa is evil. I don't think the Easter Bunny is evil. I don't think the Tooth Fairy is evil. I don't think that, like, my... There are some people that, like, won't even let their kids, like, utter the words Santa because it's disrespectful to Jesus or whatever. And, and I have big issues with that. Like, that's just... I think it's Cocoa Puffs. But I do think there is something to deciding... Do I want to lie to my child, get their hopes up about this thing, and then at some point have to sit them down and say, you know, it's not actually real. And here's what's actually been going on the whole time. And I just don't want to do that. Is that how you found out? No, I think I found out because I found the presence. And I asked my parents about it, and they told me. I don't remember what my reaction was. And to your point earlier, it's not going to screw your kids up most likely. Right. But to me, it's just a, I just don't want to do it. Like, will they, will they be able to dress like Santa and the elves? Sure. Can they watch Christmas movies? Sure. Can they color pictures of Santa? Sure. They can, like, I'm, Santa's not going to be anathema, but I, want, I just want my kids to understand that, like, he's not real, so we're not going to pretend that he is. Right. We can still have fun and enjoy. We can go sit on Santa's lap if that's still a thing, you know? Yeah. Like that's we can watch the Santa Claus movie cuz it's funny. Or Elf. Like I was going to say Elf is the Like I I don't I'm not like a fundamentalist about it, but at the same time it's like if I have the option to not lie to my children even if it's in, you know, the spirit of the holidays, I'm like I don't think that works either. And my wife disagrees with me hardcore on this. Um she thinks I'm being ridiculous. So we'll see what happens. I just, I don't want to have to sit down with my kid and be like, so here's the deal. Yeah, mom and dad have been lying to you this whole time, and Santa's really not real. Like, that just isn't a conversation I want to have. I I would agree. Uh, One, how many of those conversations are really had? Because I think kids just find out. Like, it's just like everything. You you ultimately find out from the other kids. I know, but then they know that, like... so here's, I guess this is, this is, I, and I really don't, I don't disagree with you and I don't really, I, I guess I would never, I don't think I would even argue one way or the other. Um, but so when your child is four and five and the vast majority of their friends believe that there is a Santa Claus. You really want Kennedy to be that kid at kindergarten going Heck around yeah, going, <laughs> going, there's no Santa Claus. My dad told me there's no uh-huh. Santa Claus. I know there's, there's no Santa Claus. You guys are all stupid because there's no Santa Claus. My dad told me. Mm-hmm. So you want your child oh, to do that yeah. one, and you're going to deal with all the angry parents that go, why is your child telling my child there is no the Santa truth? Claus? The truth? Yeah. I, I have, like, I, I've thought about that, and I legitimately do not care if it's my kid. Mm-hmm. And the other parents get pissed that I'm not playing their little game. I don't care. And again, my wife disagrees with me, so we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, I was going to say, she, she, I'll be interested to see how it plays out, because I bet she I just, wins. I don't get it. I just, I legitimately don't get it. 
And like I said, I'm not, you know, we'll, we'll color the books and watch the movies and decorate and probably even leave cookies out because I want cookies. <laughs> <laughs> but my kids will know that Santa isn't real. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm making too big of a deal out of it. I just Well, and what age do you tell them? I don't know. I'll let you know in a couple of years. Because <laughs> I'm guessing at like three or four, not so much. Oh, I think at that age, they don't really know what's going on. That's what I mean. And then... Like the, the, the concept of Christmas as a recurring thing to them isn't mm-hmm. a thing yet. Right. You know, so it's like just your, a, your, oh! Your in-laws are here, Kennedy. This is from Santa. And you're going to pull her aside and be like, Psh, Kennedy, there's no Santa. He's not real. Yeah, maybe not in front of my mother-in-law. <laughs> So I, yeah, I just, anyway, it, um, I would say that I probably lean more towards what you were saying. We did, we, you know, our, our kids grew up with their, you know, Santa Claus bringing them a certain amount of president presents, <laughs> presidents. <clears throat> I got you two Roosevelt's and a bird inside. <laughs> That's only if you're in the Coke family, do you get presidents for Christmas? Um, but, uh, yeah, um, and I just, I, I guess I even think about my own experience of, I don't, rem- I personally don't remember a lot of, cr- like, truly believing that Santa was bringing anything to me for Christmas, but I do remember being, uh, well, I was under 10, I think I was like six or seven. Remember hearing my parents coming in and checking to see if we were asleep. And then I was kind of like, okay. And even in that, you know, like my best friend had a sister that was five years older than us. And oh, so she had all the scuttlebutt. <clears throat> yeah. She told us a lot about SEX as well, but <laughs> that's a different discussion for a different day. So, You know, and that's, and that's, but, but even in that, like, I, I guess that's kind of like what's like rolling around in the back of my brain is that, you know, we think, I just think kids are dealing with stuff so much younger and, uh, you know, Caroline was kissing a boy on, at the playground at school when she was in third grade. And I had the sex talk with her when she was like 10. And that was like, I'm not going to be, like, I'd never dreamed I'd be having a sex talk with my 10-year-old girl, you know, daughter. But so anyway, um, I, 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 I guess if I were to do it over again, and I think we did this a little bit with Wilby, is we never really played up the whole Santa Claus thing. And Wilby came to us when he was, well, I guess his first Christmas, he was six. So... um I'm okay, I guess, with kind of letting it be when you're younger. But, and I remember even my kids asking me, is there anything, is there such thing as Santa Claus? I think my standard answer to them was, is, well, I believe in Santa Claus. If you don't want to believe in him, that's fine. So. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it, for me, just comes down to, I don't ever want to lie to my kids. Yeah. Which I think is a fair. We'll see. We'll see how I live up to that. But that, that one to me is just like low hanging fruit. I, I of all the things one could lie about, that's one that's like, why would I? It's so it's like it's dumb. 
Yeah. So, anyways. Well, and then and then that even gets into a whole other category that I don't think we need to go completely down, but you really want to start breaking down what Christians should and shouldn't celebrate. I think there's a bigger issue with celebrating Santa and the Easter Bunny at the birth and the resurrection and pagan influences and non-Christian influences over our faith versus celebrating Halloween and going trick-or-treating and getting candy. I have a bigger issue with the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus than I do with Halloween. If you really want to say what is critical and what is important and what should we mm-hmm. cling tight to, at Christmas time, we should be talking about you know the Savior of the world being born in a manger as a child, as a human being, flesh and blood, God incarnate. You know, I mean, that's what we should be focused on. And then the the for Easter, it really needs to be. And we never really celebrated Easter. Uh, the kids would get a basket, but we didn't do a ton with with Easter. Um, again, it's about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and yet we celebrate it by coloring eggs and saying that a bunny came in the night and took your eggs and hit them in the backyard or the living room or whatever you choose to do. And that that's even way farther fetched than, you know, and so... (laughs) At least we're not playing... uh... Instead of an Easter egg hunt, it's Jesus' body hunt. Like, oh, the tomb is empty. Go find where he is, kids. And it always ends with him dying on the cross. Like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> this day turned in a way you didn't expect it to. Yeah. Talk about Actually, scarring. he died on the cross before the tomb. Wow. Yeah, that's true. I, I know yeah. my Bible, Dave. I was real good at that. Well, I was going along with you on that. So. Uh, I'm so disappointed in myself. You know, and I, I think if, if, if I could sum up any of this, it's just somebody that listens to this and is trying to figure out what to do, and this is probably a pretty standard answer, I think, for us in Dad College, is that put some thought behind why it is that you do what you do, and don't just celebrate Santa Claus because that's what your parents did for you, and that's what you're supposed to do, and the other parents at kindergarten are going to be telling their kids about Santa Claus doesn't mean you have to do it. Same with Easter. doesn't mean, what do we really want our kids to know about those holidays? And that's probably where our focus should be. And, and as those words are coming out of our mouth, I think I agree with you that I don't think that means we have to exile Santa. It doesn't mean we have to, you know, get rid of the Easter bunny. But ultimately, that's really what those holidays are not about. And if they do get in the way, then... Uh, let's choose to focus on what really matters and what doesn't. And um, I think even in that, I even have a bigger issue with the resurrection. Like if I had to, if I had to prioritize all that, I think even the resurrection is a bigger deal than him being born for Christmas. So yeah, I I've always wondered why Christmas is the big deal and Easter is, while a big deal, less of a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, like to me, Easter is like the best day ever. So, yep, yeah, yeah. Our hope, our hope is is because of that day. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, and you know, we live in the day and age where information is at our fingertips, and you don't always choose the first page of Google that comes up. You maybe dig into page three or four of the information you get, but you know, look at things of like, why do we have a Christmas tree? Why do we have Easter eggs? Why is there an Easter bunny? Um, Because you will probably be enlightened by what you learn. Uh, Both of those have ties with pagan 
celebrations and um, for that matter, the spring, I think the spring solstice is probably a bigger holiday for witches and, and them than, than, than Halloween is. I think spring is a pretty, the, both fall and spring. Well, it would be the vernal equinox. Vernal equinox. So, yeah, I think those are actually bigger deals than... Um, 12 hours of day, 12 hours of night. <laughs> All is in balance. Yes. Yes. So. All right. Is that it? I don't know. Do you have anything else? Um, no. My brain is officially empty. Cool. I'm going to go sleep now. <laughs> you deserve it. All right. We'll be back next time. And if you want to get in touch, I almost forgot this. That's how tired I am. I almost forgot the whole <laughs> ending of the show. If you want to say hi, yell at us, agree with us, suggest a topic for a future episode. That would be great. That'd be awesome. Uh, you can do so on Twitter. Dave is at David J. Hogue. I'm at Cam Brennan. You, uh, Super Megacorp's on there. At <laughs> underscore Super Megacorp, maybe? I don't know. It's I have it on my phone. I don't know what the actual Twitter handle is. I'm so tired. Uh, you can email us. You sound like me. <laughs> I'm losing it, man. Uh, you can email us, hello at net as well. Um... If you have never gone to our Patreon page and want to know what becoming a patron of the corporation is all about, go to patreon.com slash supermegacorp and check out all our cool prizes that you can pay us for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.